Well, good morning. As I mentioned earlier during the announcement time, uh, we are starting a new series this week. It'll be a four-week series as it is back-to-school time. So we have a back-to-school uh, series starting this week. Um, it's the exciting time for the kids. Now, back-to-school week is always like my least favorite week of the year as a kid. So I, I can sympathize with you guys uh, still in school. Uh, this is only my second year where I'm not, where I'm not really affected by being back to school, and, it, and it's kind of nice. Uh, and it's kind of nice here, actually. We get to gain some normalcy, and, and we get to move forward a bit. So I'm actually kind of excited. It's back to school time. This is like one of the first years. Hey, it's back to school. Let's go. Oh, how times have changed. Uh, but to bring us back a bit in the summer, uh, we, we finished up a six-week series on the heroes of our faith. And we talked about, uh, well, we only talked about six of our heroes of our faith, and we, we learned a lesson from each of the different heroes that we have, as we have a number of heroes in our faith, but we only had time to talk about six heroes. And then uh, last week we talked about the truth about tithing, and we looked at how we're not, maybe not necessarily commanded to tithe 10% of our income uh, but we're still encouraged and told to give out of the generous of our hearts. We were to decide in our hearts how much we give. Paul talks about that in the book of 2 Corinthians. And so we're here now, again, the end of summer. I enjoyed summer. I enjoyed all the church camps. Um, but really, technically, summer still has about a month left. And summer is my favorite season of the year. Does anybody else have summer being their favorite season of the year? Yeah, a handful of us. So I'm sorry to bring back this back-to-school series and kind of bring about fall, uh, but you're going to have to sympathize with me because uh, recently, this past week, Jamie had the day off, and it's dangerous when, when she has a day, day off. Uh, she, she cleaned the house, and then she uh, decorated the house in fall stuff. So fall has officially arrived to our house. I'm like, we still have a month left of summer. You're killing me. Summer's my favorite month. But she loves summer, and we got a saying, a sign, leaves are falling, autumn is calling, and I'm, no, no, I like the leaves, I like the green, I like the warmth. But here we are again, back to school. And each week, uh, again, a four-week series, each week we're going to talk about a different, a, less, a different lesson that we can apply to ourselves in talking about school. And so for this week, we're talking about attendance. Attendance in school is a huge deal. My parents were those sticklers when I was in school that I never got to miss a day of school unless I, I, I was pretty sick. Other than that, I cannot miss a day of school. My parents made me go day in and day out, no matter how much I complained or fussed or whined, they made me go to school. Well, it was actually not until my junior year of high school where my dad actually took me out for two days to watch March Madness, and that was like the greatest thing ever, dad taking me out of school. But outside of that, my parents were very strict about me going to school because they believed attendance was very important regarding school. And, and I would have to agree, if, if you don't attend school on a regular basis, then you're going to fail. You, you fail school if you don't go to school. Going to school, attendance is a key part of, of passing school. So in talking in relation to the church and going back to school and attendance to school, this morning we're going to be talking about Sunday school and attending Sunday school. Um, and I think uh, it's important uh, that uh, students attend school. And similarly, I think it's important 
that we attend uh, Sunday school or some other group or fashion where or we can gather together as a group, as a body of believers, and study God's word together. Now, the origins of, of Sunday school. In the year 1780, Robert Rakes and Thomas Stock, uh, what historians recognize as the originators of Sunday school. So, not quite 300 years ago in England, a couple guys started this Sunday school, what, what they called. And this Sunday school was not like what we have Sunday school today. Back then, uh, when it was started by these two gentlemen, it was an opportunity for the kids of the time to receive an education. And not just any kids, but most notably the poor or the orphan kids. See, back then, uh, child labor uh, was normal for, for a poor family or, or for an orphan. They worked. They worked throughout the week in factories. And so they didn't really receive an education. Well, these guys thought it important that kids receive an education, so they came up with Sunday school in which they provided these kids, the, these kids who came from a poor households or, or orphans, it provided them an opportunity to receive an education. They, they learned how to read, they learned how to write, they learned about math, and they also learned about the Bible. But it, but it wasn't solely education on the Bible and God's Word. It, it was much more of a general education that they received back then at the beginning of Sunday school. So it started in, in Europe and Britain in uh, 1780, um, but then eventually in the early 19th century, it was brought over here to America, um, and since then, uh, school uh, or the public school uh, became institutionalized, um, and eventually child, la child labor laws were put into place, so kids were able to... They were able to receive an education, whether they were poor or not. Everybody, every kid pretty much received an education. So the Sunday school no longer was needed as far as giving the kids an education of reading and writing and math and science and history and, and these other important subjects. However, the kids still needed to learn about the Bible. They still needed to learn about God's Word. And that's where we are today with the term Sunday school. In Sunday school, what we see in America is the kids aren't necessarily learning about reading or writing or math or those other subjects, but they're learning about the Bible. And that's where we are today, where Sunday school is, is, is referred to as an education about God's Word, the Bible. And now, Sunday school is important, and the worship service is important, where we are right now. Um, but they're both important, but neither can replace or substitute the other. They, they both have different purposes, they both have different functions, both are important, and they both can't be replaced. They are both needed. A worship service, where we're at right now, we're focusing on worshiping God as a body of believers. We're, we're talking, we're, we're hearing, we're listening to, presenting simple messages for all believers alike. And in Sunday school, rather, it's about the discipling of specific groups of people. Um, and it provides an opportunity to grow close to a group of people. And so they're both important, Sunday school and Sunday worship services, but they both serve different purposes and one cannot replace the other. And unfortunately, a trend uh, that we're seeing uh, in, in the American church is that Sunday school is being uh, devalued. Really, the whole church is being devalued 
um, in, in our nation, unfortunately. But I don't want that trend to hold true in our church. I, I want our church to be a church uh, that values uh, Sunday school or, or these other discipleship classes or other Bible studies, um, as I believe it is very important. And I believe that the Sunday school and the, the ladies' Bible study, the youth group, the small, different small groups, I believe they all have a very positive effect, a great effect on the church. My home church uh, back in Michigan, uh, Garden Park, Park Church, one of our sister churches up in Grand Rapids, uh, Michigan, a Sunday school was a huge deal. In fact, we had 100% participation in our Sunday school classes. That, that amazes me as I'm being exposed to more and more churches. At first, that was just normal to me. If you go, if you go to this, the worship service, you go to Sunday school. That was what, normal to me. That's what everybody did at our home church in Michigan, and, and it showed great effects. I mean, our church, uh, the, the people in general knew their Bible very well. They, they could stand on their own, and they had a very good education and knowledge, a basic foundation of God's Word. And it was also a very tight-knit group of people because they spend so much time with together, together and, and they divide in their little groups and, and had good opportunities to fellowship with one another. And so for my purpose this morning is I want to sell you all on the idea of Sunday school or these other different groups that we hold throughout the week, like the ladies' Bible study, like the youth group, um, like the men's group, the different small groups that they have on Sunday evenings. I want to sell you guys on the idea and how important they are. Because what we're doing right now, the worship service is important, no doubt about it, but it can't substitute, it can't replace Sunday school, and these other groups that are taking place throughout the week. So this morning, I'm going to give you 10 advantages of Sunday school. So the first advantage, if you're with me on the PowerPoint, the first advantage is that you get to spend an extra hour at church. Now, there are 168 hours in a week. That, that's a lot of time. There, there's a lot of time to, to get stuff done, to do things throughout the week, 168 hours in a week. Now, yes, I know uh, that, that, that time gets filled up uh, real quick, but most people, uh, if we're just talking about to worship service, uh, you're only attending church for about one hour, one hour a week. We'll, we'll just use that number, one hour a week uh, for uh, the average uh, churchgoer uh, who's not um, attending Sunday school. Um, now, I, w- I was uh, studying online, researching online, and uh, I saw that the average person uh, spends more time using the restroom uh, per week. Uh, reports uh, uh, range from anywhere that people use the restroom on average per week, anywhere from an hour and a half to over three hours. Now, I'm not sure about uh, the reports of people using the restroom over three hours a week. I don't know who they were studying. Uh, I, would, <laughs> I would say probably about an hour and a half is more of an average uh, number for a week. I, I, read, I came across this fun report that said, people spend more time on the toilet each week than exercising fine study. Sadly, I think I'm probably part of that group that <laughs> spends more time using the restroom on a weekly basis uh, than, than exercising. But we could see that uh, we, we need to make God a priority in our life. If on average people are spending an hour and a half using the restroom, surely we could spend more than one hour a week uh, going, going to God's church, his place of worship and, and fellowshipping with one another. And Sunday school, yes, worship service is important, but Sunday school offers you an extra hour 
at church. So we can beat your time using the restroom. That'd be awesome. <laughs> uh, point number two is that Sunday schools enable you to focus on a, on a specific group. Now, when preaching what, what I'm doing right here this morning, uh, it, it's kind of tricky in a sense because here I am this morning talking to a mass group. And listen to me, I'm supposed to deliver a message where Russ and Larry and Stan and John and some of our el- other elders are supposed to get out of it, just like the person who comes off the street and, and comes to the church for the very first time. I'm supposed to deliver a message that both the elders of our church can get something out of and that person fresh off the streets who's never been to a church getting something out of it. And it's not super feasible, and, and it can be accomplished, but not to its full effect. Well, in a Sunday school setting or, or in, in a Bible study setting, you're able to focus on a specific group. You, you, you can garnet towards a specific group of people that you have in mind, whereas we're not able to do that as much here in a Sunday worship setting, Sunday service setting. So that's point two. You can focus on a specific group, and it has immense uh, effects and pros to it. Point number three is that it provides an opportunity to fellowship with one another. So I, uh, I I'm participate in a couple of different Bible studies here uh, throughout the week, one of them being the Tuesday morning uh, ladies Bible study um, which we meet Tuesdays, uh, 10 in the mornings for about an hour, an hour and a half, and we have a good time, and I sincerely enjoy it. Me, a 22-year-old male, hanging out with, with a bunch of, re- re- t- yeah, watch it, well, a bunch of, uh, Sylvia said it, she said it, not I, but I tell the, yeah, mature ladies, yes, wise ladies, but I tell them, Sincerely, that this is one of the highlights of my week, hanging out with you ladies, because I sincerely enjoy it. It's a great opportunity to hang out with these ladies. We, we all have a good time studying God's Word together. And if I told my friends back at home that one of the highlights of my week was having a Bible study with the elderly ladies or the wise ladies at the church, they, they'd probably laugh at me. But it's true. Uh, being in a Bible study or a Sunday school group, it provides a good sense of fellowship, and, and it's enjoyable. It's enjoyable spending time with, with, with other believers, with other like-minded believers, and studying God's Word. I'm also part of the youth group. I love hanging out with the youth. I'm part of the, the Sunday school uh, that meets up here in, in the mornings. And, and my relationships with them are becoming stronger and stronger as I'm spending more and more time with them. Because in Sunday morning service, you're not able to develop that relationship with one another. Rather, you guys just all sitting there listening to me talk. You're not building relationships with those on your right or left. But rather, in a Sunday school setting, you're talking with one another, and you're able to build those relationships, and you're able to fellowship with one another. And believe it or not, hanging out with a bunch of elderly ladies can be the highlight of your week if you're fellowshipping with one another through, through a Bible study or through a Sunday school. So I, I love you ladies. I love hanging out with you guys. Sincerely, one of the highlights of my week. A point number four about of the advantages of Sunday school is that you can receive new insight from different perspectives. Now, we have a lot of bright minds here uh, at our church, um, and they provide some, some good and unique 
perspective into a certain reading or a certain book of the Bible that you may have not thought about before. Personal devotions are extremely important in your relationship with God, but you're only getting your own personal perspective as, as far as what the scriptures would say. And on Sunday mornings, you're only getting my perspective as what the scriptures are saying. But in a Sunday school setting, you get the perspectives of, of everybody else that is sitting around you, and you get presented to some fascinating perspectives on the Bible because we all have our own perspective on what, uh, what, what God's Word is telling us. And, and I enjoy hearing different people's perspectives in our Sunday school class or the youth group or in the ladies' Bible study, and I sincerely enjoy hearing what they see, what they get out of the Scriptures because it's not the same as me. We all get something different. Sometimes it's the same, but sometimes it's different. So you can receive a different perspective from other people when you're in a Sunday school setting or a Bible study group or whatever it may be. So that's point number four. Point number five is that a Sunday school is a great setting for you to find a mentor. You can find somebody to learn under and mentor you. This, this is often known as the Paul and Timothy principle. Paul, in the scriptures in the New Testament, uh, writer of 13 of the 27 books of the New Testament, nearly half of the books of the New Testament Paul wrote. And so Paul was pretty mature in his faith later on in his journey. We, if we remember from the heroes of our faith, we talked about Paul and how he was a devout Jew early on and did not receive the Christian faith. But after his conversion, he took his faith very seriously and he was a very mature believer. He was a very mature Christian, a believer that Jesus was indeed the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God. And so Paul took Timothy, young Timothy, under his wing, and Paul mentored Timothy. And Timothy went on to do great things, and, and he, worked, he was an important member of the early church and spreading God's message to the Middle Eastern areas. And Timothy was important, but because Paul ministered and mentored Timothy. And so for us, uh, they often say that you need to find a Paul. And you also need to find your Timothy. You need to find someone that you can learn from, that, that, that someone can mentor you. But at the same time, you need to find a Timothy. You should also be mentoring to someone and, and taking them under your wing and leading them towards God and his son, Jesus Christ. And a Sunday school setting is a wonderful setting to find that mentor in your life or to find that mentee in your life, and that is so important. It was so important in the life of Paul and Timothy, and it should be important for us. We need to find the Paul in our life, the mentor in our life, and we need to find a Timothy in our life, someone that we can mentor. And the, the Sunday school setting is a great place to find that mentor or that mentee. So that's point number five. Point number six is that Sunday school encourages you and helps you forming good habits. When you're a Sunday school setting, you actually open up God's word. You actually open up your Bible and, and you're reading God's word. And, and that's a great habit to develop. That, that's a great time in Sunday school to help you develop that habit of reading God's word because we're creatures of habit. Whether we, we like to believe it or not, we truly are creatures of habit. We do the same things over and over and over. I'm sure pretty much most, if not all of you guys, have pretty much about the same routine in the morning. Now, I'm a pretty scatterbrained dude. I, I'm not really organized, but I have pretty much the same routines in the morning because we are creatures of habit. And I'm sure you alike have pretty much the same routines in the morning or as you get ready to go to bed because we're creatures of habit. And Sunday school helps you get in a habit of studying God's word, which is such an important habit to have in our life. So that's point number six. Point number seven is that you can ask 
questions. You can ask questions in a Sunday school setting. When you're listening to, them here, listening to me preaching here, it's not really appropriate for you to ask me questions during my sermon because that's just not really socially uh, acceptable in, in our culture, in our society. But, and yeah, when, when someone's giving a lecture, you, you don't interrupt them generally. But in a Sunday school setting, that's the perfect place to ask someone a question. We all have questions that, that we seek answers to. And again, not really appropriate to ask in a sermon setting, but I know for some of you, you probably have questions that you're thinking of during a sermon and you just wish you could ask it. I know I've been there, done that, where I'm sitting listening to someone presenting a message and I just want to ask them a question so bad, but I can't because it's not socially acceptable at that time. But in a classroom setting, it is totally acceptable to ask questions. And, and in our Sunday school classes, we, we talk about some deep, thought-provoking questions I love to look. The, the ladies, some of the ladies ask really awesome questions that I love to look at. In our youth group, we look at some questions that the youth look at as, as well. And it's fun asking and answering questions. And that is totally appropriate and a perfect spot to do in a Sunday school setting where you can't so much do it in a Sunday service setting. Point number eight is that it provides a group where you can pray over certain needs together and hold each other accountable. Uh, A Sunday school setting or a Bible study or whatever small group that you may participate in, it's a great body of believers that truly care about you. And we all go through the highs and we all go through the lows in our life. And in a Bible study setting or or a Sunday school setting provides a great opportunity for you to express your your, your prayer request to to your fellow mates in in the class or or in the youth group or in the Bible study, whatever it may be. And it's a great time for them to take you by their side and and to pray for you and to comfort you in, in difficult times. And this is invaluable at times. This is invaluable when we're going through difficult situations. It's invaluable to have someone there by your side who truly cares about you. And a Sunday school is a, is a great place to find those people who truly care about you and who will truly take the time to pray for you and, and comfort you through your difficult times or to rejoice with you during, during your exciting and happy and joyful times. So it's a, great time, it's a great place to find someone who can pray for you and to also hold you accountable. Uh, having an accountability partner is, is so important and so good. Um, it may be difficult at times uh, to confess to someone, but it, it's important to have. In a Sunday school setting, again, is a great place for, uh, for the, the people beside you in, in the class or, or in the youth group or Bible study to hold you accountable. Point number nine uh, is that a Sunday school enables you to dive deeper. As I mentioned uh, earlier uh, during a sermon, I have to present a message that someone fresh off the streets is able to comprehend and understand. So with that said, we're not able really to get into the meat of, of the scriptures in, in a Sunday uh, morning service, in a Sunday morning sermon. As much as I would like to, as much as I enjoy diving real deep into the scriptures, it's not very feasible to do in, in a sermon setting. 
but in a Sunday school setting or in a Bible study setting, that is the perfect time to dive deep and really intensely look at what God's Word is saying. It's a phenomenal opportunity. I'm loving going through the Bible survey with the youth group and the ladies' Bible study and diving deeper and having these ladies ask questions and the youth ask questions. It's awesome to dive deep into God's Word. And Hebrews chapter 5, if you have your Bibles, you can open up to Hebrews chapter 5, one of the last books of the Bible near the very end. Hebrews chapter 5, verses 12 through 14, uh, talk about diving deep into the scriptures. And it says in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12, For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God. You need milk, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the world of righteousness since he is a child. But solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. So what we, he- so what we see here, the, the writer of Hebrews uh, is saying that there's a difference between the milk and the solid food. Well, that may be a bit confusing, but when you think about a baby... Uh, we're, we're getting ready uh, to have our own baby in our house. We're excited. Uh, the baby early on is not going to be eating solid food. Rather, the baby will just be drinking milk. It'll, it'll be drinking the basic necessities of life. He, the, our, our child will be getting his nutrients from Jamie through the milk. The, our, our child won't be able, our baby won't be able to, to eat or d- digest solid foods early on. But rather on, when they grow up, they then can start eating the solid food. And so what the writer of Hebrews is saying is that we first need to start with the milk. We need, we need to start with the basics of Christian doctrine. We need to start with the basics of who is God, who is uh, Jesus, the Christ, the Son of God, and these other basics of the Bible. Once you have the basics down, then you can move on to the solid food. You, you, you can move on to the meat of the Bible, the, the, the interesting doctrines, the interesting stuff that's written in God's Word. And, and in a Sunday school setting, you can get into the meat or the solid food of God's Word. But again, in a sermon, we're really only getting the milk. We're really only getting the, the, the surface of it, as that's all we're able to really hit uh, during a sermon. But if you go to a Sunday school, you can dive deep and get the solid food and get the meat and, and, get, and get some of the real good stuff that is left out from, from sermons. And the final reason and, or the final advantage that we're talking about this morning and, and why I think you should uh, participate in, in our Sunday schools or our different Bible studies is that uh, it provides a, a place for you to develop a sense of belonging. Being a part of a Sunday school or a Bible study provides a place for you to feel like you belong. Because as, as you fo- focus on God's Word together and read God's Word together in, in a group, you develop those relationships with the people around you. And when you develop those relationships, that gives you a sense of belonging. It makes you feel like that, yes, you belong here. It's hard to get that sense of belonging if you aren't uh, participating in those small groups and those Bible studies in, in that Sunday school. But Sunday school offers a perfect opportunity for you to develop a sense of belonging. As we'll talk about in a couple of weeks, the, the number one indicator of whether or not someone 
will, will remain at a church is if they have relationships with those around them, if they have relationships in the church because they, set, they, they develop a sense of belonging if they have those relationships in a church. And I'm going to tell you right now, you, you don't, yes, a little bit, but you don't really get those relationships in a Sunday morning service. Again, you're, you're just listening to me talk this whole time. And it's not a fellowship. It's not, it's not a community work. It's just you guys sitting there listening to me, listening to Joey and singing songs together. But you're not really developing those relationships with one another. Whereas in a Sunday school setting or a Bible study setting, you're able to develop those relationships with, which give you a sense of belonging. As, as I mentioned before, I, I'm gaining great relationships with the ladies and with the youth and, and with the participants in, in our Sunday schools because we're spending time together, working together, and, and trying to figure out what God's Word is actually saying. And, and I'm, I'm telling you right now that you're going to have a much greater sense of belonging if you are a part of the Sunday school or a different Bible study or, or youth group or whatever it may be. So those are 10 reasons, and, and, and there's more out there, but just 10 that we're talking about this morning, 10 good reasons, 10 advantages of Sunday school. As, as I believe it's important to be a, attending Sunday school or Bible studies or whatever it may be. So what I want you to get out of it this morning is to see that Sunday morning services, Sunday morning sermons, they're not enough on their own. Yes, I think they're great. I think some of the content that we go over here is great. But it's not enough. It's not enough. Again, it's only one hour. And again, uh, the average person spends more time using the restroom than uh, just one hour a week. And so I think it's important that we're being active in these other opportunities that we have here at, at the church. We, we have a different youth group. We have a ladies' Bible study. We recently started up the men's group. There's a small group on Sunday evenings. And we're looking at bringing in more programs, more, more Bible studies to participate in because I believe it is important. I think it's important that the people get involved and that the people have an opportunity to plug in to somewhere in the church. And so I'm thinking, and I have multiple in my mind that I want to implement in the near future. But long story short, I think it's important that people get involved in these small groups where we're able to digest God's word together as a body of believers. So again, Sunday, service, Sunday morning service is not enough on its own. And, I, and I, it's my plea for you to make a priority of these Sunday schools or these different Bible studies going on. And I get you have busy schedules. We, we sincerely have busy schedules. The, the, the American society is a busy society. We have one thing after another. Right when one thing ends, something else starts. And I feel you, and I understand you, and I'm there with you. But on the, same, but on the other hand, we have to make a priority of coming together as a body of believers and studying God's word Together. That's one of the beauties of Sunday school, in my eyes, is that, yeah, you might not be able to make it uh, Wednesday evening or Tuesday morning or Sunday evening, but if you're here already on Sunday mornings for the service, surely you can come just an hour earlier and, and attend the Sunday school. Yeah, you might miss out on an extra hour of sleep, and trust me, I know that extra hour of sleep can sound real nice at times. For whatever reason, uh, my mind uh, likes to think and think and think on Saturday nights. Not any other night, but Saturday nights, my mind likes to think and think about church, and it takes me 
usually over an hour to fall asleep, or normally it only takes me about five to ten minutes. But Saturday nights, I'm just thinking, and sometimes when I wake up Sunday mornings, it's like, oh man, that extra sleep would be great right now. But, but we have to make it a priority and, and coming to church and, and maybe waking up that extra hour early and attending Sunday school. And, and it's important. It's extremely important as we transition into communion this morning, if our ushers uh, could come forward. Um, as we transition into communion, this message that we have, this gospel message, the message that Jesus came to die on the cross for our sins, it's important. And the Sunday school setting, these Bible study settings, it provides an opportunity to dive deep and truly digest the message, the gospel message, and truly get to understand and put yourself in God's shoes and Jesus' shoes as the ultimate sacrifice, the ultimate gift of love that we remember here this morning through, through communion. And so the night before Jesus was crucified, again, as he was sitting with his disciples, he, he took the bread, and uh, I'm sure it was an extremely emotional night, the night before Jesus was to be crucified. And Jesus took the bread, and he says, this body represents, or, or this bread represents my body, which is to be broken for you. And so this bread that we take part in this morning represents the body of Jesus that was broken for us. Let's pray. Father God, I just thank you for this day. I thank you for this church, this body of believers. Father, I thank you for the ultimate, ultimate gift of love, the ultimate gift of grace of eternal life, which was only made possible through the sacrifice of your Son. And Father, we come here together this morning. Uh, we remember what took place nearly 2,000 years ago. And Father, we cannot thank you enough. Father, we love you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.